it's almost like if I don't do this with 100% precision, I'm just going to start back at the very beginning. Dale, relax. You don't need to jump to conclusions. It's going to be okay. What's going on? Henry, I'm playing a platform game, which is this week's episode of Easy Mode. Oh, my God. With your hosts, Henry K., who has to jump to reach the high things on the shelves. It's so true. I'm very small. She's a pepper with spice, but she's twice as nice. Your co-host, Delay Dale. Thank you. That was kind of you to say something nice for once. Remember the time you said that I wear my Crocs? There's nothing. Crocs are very fashionable and in style. I, I get that. Like, I, I understand that, like, Ludwood wore them to the fr- the freaking, you know, streamer awards. But I don't own Crocs. Um, you could so if you wanted. They're actually I expensive could, yeah, now. So we were a little late to the game. Now they're way yeah. too popular. We should have got them when we were non-popular. <laughs> should have. But yes, this whole, this week's episode of Easy Mode is all about platformer games, which is absolutely, like, one of my favorite genres. I have so many memories playing these types of games. I play a lot of, you know, in the Henry's making fun of me right now because I'm talking with my hands, but this resonates deep with my heart. And uh, you know what? I don't even know where to start. Yes, that was a rhyme, but <laughs> I love it. Um, yes, platform games is this week's topic, and I can't wait to get started. But Dale, what are you playing this week? What have you been doing? Catch me up. Um, yeah, so I've been playing this game called Risk of Rain 2. Have you heard of it? Um, no, but I do believe... Actually, I have heard of it because I'm about to tell you something I think I know about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think Risk of Rain is a Souls-style game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kind of. The way it works is like each level that you get into, if you spend too much time at that level, harder enemies will come into that level. Mm-hmm. So like you need to go as fast as possible because when you get to like the final ring, I think it's like the fifth ring or something. Uh, keep in mind, I don't get very far. I think I've made it to the second level. I'm not very fast, okay? But it's a great game. Um, yeah, I like it. I like the music a lot. That's what really kind of drives me to that game. So. Oh, nice. What about you, Henry? Um, this week, I've jumped back into Solasta, which is like a D&D style game, tactical adventure style game. But I definitely recommend for anyone who's wanting to like learn and get into that genre. Um, they announced that they're going to start doing co-op on the game, which is an element of the game that I was really missing. And the reason I haven't played it a lot, because I like playing with my friends. So I was very excited that they launched launched a co-op so i want to get a little further into the story and just learn a little more about how to play the game and be a little bit more um, of an expert and know what i'm doing so that way if i do launch a story or a campaign with um some of my friends i'm a little i'm you know i'm in the loop and i know what's going on amazing well i i wish the best for you and to anybody who wants to play D D. you know henry just dropped another amazing recommendation so you know, maybe, maybe listen to him yeah try it out uh yeah um, but since they're going to launch a co-op, should we launch into this week's episode that is platforming? I'm ex- so excited for this. Maybe I've we got should some... side scroll into it. I think that is a great idea, Dale. Good job. Thank you. Hey, Henry. Can you tell me what game, what game genre is the most liked in the world? I'm going to go with... Um, survival horror crafting. Did you say horror? Uh, yeah, I struggled. <laughs> Those warm-ups <laughs> we did before we started recording made things worse. So, you're wrong. I thought that you would, you know, be on the topic of this week's episode. It's platformers. Oh! Uh, you know? <laughs> that makes a lot more <laughs> sense. It makes a lot more sense, yeah. Um, so, they have been the most universally liked game throughout wow. decades. Decades. And I think we should talk first about, like, some characteristics of platform games. Did you say universal? Universally. So, like, aliens are are out there playing (laughs) these platform games. I meant to 
and they love them. Are we okay? No. Okay, Horal, Universal. Yeah, aliens do love platformers. But let's begin. Why do they like them? What are the characteristics about platformer games, platform games? That aliens love. That aliens love, right? Well, they're traditionally 2D. The players control a character who jumps or climbs between different platforms on the screen. Uh, have you played any sense. of these games? Do you like platformer games? Um, I do, and we'll get into it later, but there are so many games that are platform-inspired that it kind of blew my mind to think about like the influence mm-hmm. of platforming. Yeah. They also have a unique and strong main character, which is like what draws me to playing them, because the story behind it is just... It's like kind of a simple game, but it's really not. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of action and things to do. There's a lot of ton ton of stuff to collect, you know? There's also, like we said earlier, jumping, but there's dexterity puzzles. So precision Mm -hmm. and accuracy. Moving platforms, other obstacles, enemies to defeat, puzzles. Oh, my gosh. Those are things I don't have the skills for. a sub-genre of action. Sub-genre of action. Yeah. So that's the characteristics that make up the platform genre which is one of my absolute favorites. And I think you're going to like jump into now. Jump. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Is, this is it. not going to be the first time you hear that one. Um, this not, episode, you know I hope you're ready. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of these categories of platform games, Dale, are um, didn't necessarily start off being like the main identifying factors for platform games, which I think is so awesome. And it's uh, amazing to see how a genre can be created and grow. And I want to take everyone through that right now. Um, it was so Such an interesting story and journey to read about, and um, I think we should just get started. I'm going to tell you about it right now. Oh, you do it. So platforms were the first step, or jump, I guess I should say, (laughs) um, for a lot of the major franchises and characters we know today. Um, Almost Mm -hmm. a shocking amount. And fun fact, that platformers actually make up the main or subcategory of 11 out of the 50 games um, that are the best-selling of all time in history. So that's, um, that's over, a lot. over one fifth. So there are some that are like action platformer or something else platformer, but yeah. platform is still one of the main categories for their games. Ooh. I know. Fun. Now that is fun. The first actual platformer was released by Universal. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> Universal. It was Universal. <laughs> um, and it was released in 1980. It was called Space Panic. You can go up and down ladders. However, it didn't have a just jumping aspect that is really an identifying factor for platform games today. Now, the game that really set um, platforming genre like ablaze and got everything started was the original Donkey Kong released in 1981. Um, it's, not, it's hard to think of that game as Donkey Kong as that being the title, but it's that game where you're the little man and he's, there's a monkey who's captured a um, what looks like a princess like at the top of ladders and he's like throwing pipes and there's like little flames mm-hmm. and you're climbing up ladders, jumping over barrels and everything like that. Are you familiar with the game? Um, I know what you're talking about. I've never played. Yeah. So I actually yeah. played it recently at a um, bar called Barcade where they have a lot of cool retro arcade games. And it was like the original oh. one. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was really hard to play, though. I was the best one out of our friend group that was there. So. <laughs> that is important to know. It Henry is. Um, was the best. <laughs> as a Twitch streamer and a, having a gaming podcast, I feel like I should have been. So that felt nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that is the game that original sort of red guy. His name was Jumpman, by the way. Um, hopping oh. over barrels to try to get to Donkey Kong um, in 1981 mm-hmm. launched this sort of genre and got everything started. It is considered one of the original true platforms because unlike Space Panic, it did have the jumping um, factor included, uh, right. which the other ones did not. And the success of Donkey Kong um, led to the launches of a lot of major franchises. So it expanded to Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, and eventually that little man in that game became the mustache man we know and love today, um, Mario. 
Mario. Isn't that wild? An arcade game That's led to so wild. the franchise that, that is yeah. Mario. I'm still shocked about the like 11 out of 50. I know. That, that's like, thought? I'm like, it's a uh, big impact. It is. Now, the characters expanding in the expansion of Nintendo, launching that original Donkey Kong, uh, eventually did bring us Mario Brothers, which was um, also one of the first games to feature co-op platforming. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yes, and that was also in 1983. Now, uh, you know, platform games be- became very popular, being made by a lot of different companies. However, Nintendo did find a lot of success in that genre. A big issue, though, um, in the next sort of phase in platform gaming in history was that first they all started, they were all single screen. Um, mm-hmm. So every level was one screen and you had to beat that platform level. It didn't really change or go anywhere else. Um, however, in 1981, a in like the heat of game platforming, um, there was a game called Jump Bug where you control this like tiny car and it jumps. Uh, it's like this tiny bouncing car. That was the first game ever to introduce the concept of side scrolling that we now oh. know as an integral factor of platforming games. Yes. You go left to right. However, that um, that sort of concept had not been invented and Jump Bug was the first game to do it. Um, so, of course, when something's successful, when something is different, there's an interesting factor. Larger companies will, of course, um, move on that as well. Uh, Super Mario Bros. launched in 1995 for the Nintendo Entertainment System, or the NES as we call it, brought us side-scrolling levels, and it was the first game to sort of bring in a lot of those extra factors that you mentioned at the beginning, which was, it was the first game to have like really memorable foes, boss battles, um, had secret paths, and had power-ups, yeah. so it really, that original Super Mario Brothers in 1985 um, was the first game to add those extra elements and really step up the level for what everyone wanted in the genre. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, a lot of other major franchises and titles that we know today started all as platformers. Um, that includes Mega Man. That includes oh, yeah. Metroid. Um, oh, of, yeah. And then like those games started to mix the genre a little bit differently yeah. than a lot of the other games. So that brought us concepts like shooting um, for Mega Man and Metroid. Uh, other major genres i mean, sorry other major concepts to platforming as we know today came in as well um that sort of post mega man post metroid that maybe the castlevania time it brought in mm-hmm. um, multi-directional scrolling so you used to just go forward and that's it you couldn't go back um something that i do remember from those original mario games but um that then they introduced concepts of going back and forth uh concepts like grappling that was sort of a new concept that came into gaming at the time into platformers which is pretty freaking mm-hmm. cool um wow. so yeah so far a platforming has brought us Mega Man, Metroid, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario. That's like four of the major ones. That's like the classic. Yeah. Wow. Um, as Nintendo's reach and prominence sort of grew as they released the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, a much more powerful console, a lot more Mario games launched on that franchise as well. I mean, on that console as well. Um, however, Sega knew it had to do something to be competitive at the time. And as we know, we know now mm-hmm. Sega has become sort of a um, gaming company in the past. That's not, you know, current releasing anything super exciting yeah. and new. But at mm-hmm. that time, you know, Sega was trying to be really competitive. They had just launched a new console and they also launched a staple in gaming that we know today that we see in movies that we have seen across many, many games. Now, the games may not be um, super successful right now, but they launched Sonic the Hedgehog in response to the Mario franchise. Um, mm-hmm. They really launched and, it. And they have like those games. Sorry, this is like way forward in the future, <laughs> which is now like the past to now. You know what? I'm going to continue. The future um, is now. <laughs> the future is now. Uh, 
the Mario versus Sonic. Yeah. So they created that to go against it. Now they have the Mario versus Sonic. I see that on like the Switch all the time. Anyways, I know Mario's keeping it. Sonic alive, really, in reality. Yeah. With games. <laughs> um, but they launched Sonic the Hedgehog in response to the Mario franchise and the um, sort of revolution of platform games. They launched him with the idea that he's like cooler than mario he sonic mm-hmm. has much more of an attitude he has more of a personality more of interesting like mm-hmm. voice lines and everything so that was mm-hmm. a big accomplishment for sega at the time and obviously sonic has held his own in gaming history and has carved out his own place um which is pretty awesome i know they're, they're gonna release that second sonic movie soon so that's very exciting i'm gonna go see that did you end up seeing the first one no but i'm gonna see it soon because i do want to see the second because i love knuckles as he's in it yeah we love knuckles yeah and actually is it is it Sonic that's keeping the franchise alive or is it Knuckles? It's like, probably Knuckles. <laughs> it's, it's Knuckles. Yeah, I'm actually a big Tails and Amy fan, but that's another, that's for another That's another, another, another day. Yeah, yes. I agree. So <laughs> this era and this sort of timeline in platform gaming and gaming in general was really, really interesting mm-hmm. because um, it launched games like Mega Man and Mega Man X, which sort of brought some more like adult and more mature themes into the games. Mm-hmm. And if for platform yeah. gaming, that is like sort of a big step. Uh, Metroid's obviously a little darker as well. Um, and, you know, those sort of aspects and combinations of shooting and story are integrated in sort of a different direction. I think that separates them than something like Mario, which is maybe a little more heart and heartful fantasy more. Um, what are you talking about? Mario is dark. I mean, yeah, but they really painted it in a big. <laughs> oh, happy... no, I'm, I'm totally teasing. Well, I'm totally the teasing. castles can be a little scary. They can be. No, I was just thinking of like if you, you can turn anything into dark. Yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like the story could be turned into anything. But Wow. That this is such a crazy thing that you're telling me. Like I knew they were impactful, but I didn't realize how much impact and still to this day, games, platform games, you know, like this is something that is still so popular and some people just like sleep on it. Yeah. The history is there. It is. In the platform games. They, we shouldn't be taking mm-hmm. them lightly. They are a backbone no, in the industry. They are. Um, so around the same time too, Nintendo purchased Rare Studios, which I'm actually a big fan of the Rare Studios logo. Always love seeing it launch on my Super Nintendo or any time Donkey Kong is, I'm playing a Donkey Kong game, it's that logo you see there. Um, but they bought Rare Studios, they launched the really popular game. And when I think about it, a very, very large game, I mean, it's all platformer, mm-hmm. but Donkey Kong Country I had on Super Nintendo. Um, a super, super fun game and very, very big game, very difficult. It's weird to think about like timeline and like what that game consisted of. Yeah. It's really, really big when I think about it. Um, Sega was still riding high on the Hedgehog game and then a lot of other games came in Castlevania took some elements Mm -hmm. from Metroid and sort of like adapted their game to be that sort of style Um, Mm -hmm. the Metroid franchise and Symphony of the Night became huge huge hits and at the same time Rayman was becoming very popular Super Mario World 2 launched as well and then Yoshi's Island another platformer Um, they sort of expanded a lot of characters into that platforming genre and it sort of gave them their own games and their own pathways or their own platforms mm-hmm. to expand and grow as games and franchises. Did you just? <laughs> did you just subtle? You did. Yeah, I did that one off one too. I like I that was that good. One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a lot of these games, what they all have in common, Dale, is that they are sort of living in that two-dimensional world still. Um, mm-hmm. Around this time, after these games launched, um, the word on everyone's lips was 3D, 3D, mm-hmm. the future of gaming. Everyone's gonna go 3D. Um, so there had to be new consoles. There had to be new um, sort of elements, new way to think of platforming as a genre. Um, there were already some like 2.5D that had some like 3D-esque elements mm-hmm. through the use of two-dimensional graphics. Um, some of those major games were um, Sega had some Clockwork Nike, Pandemonium, Klonoa, which is a game I did play and I do remember playing. Oh, you're like, I've never even heard that one. Yeah, you're this cute thing like blue hat, big black ears. It was really cute. I don't remember what you did in it, but it did have some of those elements. <laughs> um, so... 
a lot of games started launching in that 3D aspect. And it was at this time that the platform genre needed to catch up to like the technology as opposed to it leading the way with franchises and development and characters and mm-hmm. games. Um, mm-hmm. So the first like major surprise for a 3D platforming game, um, which I mean, we know it now as a big staple, but at the time it sort of came out of nowhere was Naughty Dog had developed uh, Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played Crash Bandicoot? I love Naughty game? Dog. I haven't. Maybe I have. No, I haven't. I love them. A lot of the great elements, I think, is like there's a lot of like mixed vehicles for transportation in that game. Um, a lot I of that game. I just realized is... what I was mixing it up with Banjo and Kazooie. Oh. And that's not the same game. But yeah, I, I know which game you're talking about. I just haven't played it. So I hear it's um, like very, very good, though. Yes, it's very good. It has multiple games and sequels and like a lot of gaming. Um, yeah. So it had, yeah, it sort of had split second. To, split seconds decisions you had to make a really really cool art style that made it stand out at the time and it was sort of just like irreverent and fun and silly and like that made really made it was silly it was a good like representation of like what ps1 gaming or ps2 gaming was at the time in my head like that's always what i think about crash bandicoot is a staple in that time um but maybe i played one of the later games i don't know um but the big big shift for platform gaming and it is a game that is just by far iconic that there's we still talk about today and that is the super mario 64 um for nintendo 64 it was the first 64-bit console and the the whole polygons and graphics and development that game was sort of leading the way and it that game has set the standard for all 3d platformers at the time um because as a as a platforming game and genre it had um an open-ended open world-ish sort of way to explore i mean you were at the castle but then you jumped into frames to to, like explore other worlds through platforming um so very very interesting there and really encouraged everyone to sort of explore their own path so that's sort of Mm -hmm. a new element that was sort of incorporated with the platform genre it was Mm -hmm. also really accessible because it had really easy controls and really really good camera controls so it made it very successful and easy for everyone to play which accessibility means that more people are going to be able to play it so that's great it led it to be the icon in the industry that it was um and with that success, Nintendo continued to launch um, other amazing platform games, uh, like you mentioned, Banjo and Kazooie, and Donkey Kong 64, which I am a big fan of personally. I don't feel like enough people are, but I'm a big fan of that game. You get to play as the whole Donkey Kong family. I love them all. Oh, I actually have not played that game. I love it. I, I mean, there's so much to do in that game. I like never beat it because it's there's like a lot of mysteries. There's a lot of exploration. Like, there's a lot. Um, wow. When you talked about Mario 64, I felt like a wave of nostalgia. And I was wondering, like, you know, how we're talking about the aliens liking it. They probably like it too. Platformer, see, it's all over the world. Everyone loves beyond. Super Mario 64. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. But also at this time, I mean, Nintendo is killing it with the platformers, killing it with the um, franchises that have become so large. You know, yeah. all these major franchises that we're just talking about are Nintendo based, which is. Really, really wild to think about. But in response to Nintendo's success, Sony um, released and elevated and created the game we've talked about recently. And the start of the joke to my last ep- to the last episode, it was Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider became one of the best-selling yes. franchises on the PlayStation yes. One. Obviously, some amazing graphics and other stuff being innovative there. But that Laura Croft introduced sort of a some different elements that you mentioned at the very beginning as well. So obviously, all these are coming in a different time is they've integrated shooting into the concept of platforming, and they've also integrated um, more complex puzzle solving. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so some very fun elements into that platformer and obviously having to go back and forth and that jumping element creates some difficulty in that genre. Um, and, you know, the games sort of continue on into PS2, PS3, Nintendo, as we know today, and then a lot of, like, AAA games as well, some of those being, like, Uncharted is technically a large platforming game, especially the first ones. That um, is such a good game. It is. I was watching someone play it recently. Um, oh, Ratchet and Clank, and, you know, we're gonna, going into a lot of, like, a new, like, retro revival, but then also a lot of AAA games that have platforming mm-hmm. integrated, and it's pretty mm-hmm. wild. But I think that's sort of, like, the main, like, how it started, I think that sort of really like encompasses getting us to where mostly we are today. Yeah. Wow. I know. I love that. Thank you for that like little history lesson that I, you know, I was a bad student and interrupted you a lot, but I did learn quite a bit and that's so cool. Like actually so cool. So thank you. Yeah. The Honestly, way- I feel, I feel so different now that I like, <laughs> I love these games. I'm like, wait, they have such an impact. 11 out of 50. And then I said, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I never thought about how platforming has, like, influenced and shaped the whole industry. Mm-hmm. Like, There's, like, a basic element to it. And then games or and the developers will, you know, create their own little aspects. You know, the different... The different stories, the different difficulties, like there's so much you can do with just the base. Yes. Just the base being it the platform. Some amazing, I mean, when we think about it now, Tomb Raider is a very sort of different like exploration survival game. There is some sort of platforming in the new releases. Like there's some platforming elements still, but like that game has become like a different beast of its own. Metroid, when it was on GameCube, was like a first person shooter, which is very different than a platformer. It sort of yeah. gave life to these games to be totally different from where they started. But platforming was the... First jump for them. The bread and butter. The bread and butter, baby. I think, Dale, you're going to tell us about some games today that are platformy. Yeah, I am. And uh, I think we should just jump right into it. (laughs) We got to think of some new ones for this next segment. You're right. (laughs) And with that last jump, We've landed onto the next topic. Games. Platformer games. <gasps> Henry, tell me. I oh, know. Shocking. <gasps> Don't do that too much. You want to start choking. That happened to me last week. Um, <laughs> before I like get into it, I just want to ask you, have you played any? I know I asked you this earlier, but have you played any? And which ones of you, if you have played, really stuck out for you? Of the ones I talked about? No, of any like platform genre game. Oh, I mean, I was a big Super Nintendo Entertainment System kid. So I played all of Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers 3 was probably my favorite because it did have Peach who could fly. Um, I, I loved Mega Man. I didn't own any of the Mega Man games, but I did play mm-hmm. quite a few like with friends and cousins. And I think that those are super, super fun. They are hard, though. Mm-hmm. Um, not fun. Well, when I go through this list, some might actually trigger your memory. And you're going to be like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's going to be you. No. Fast forward 10 minutes, that'll be you. I don't believe it. All right, let's let us begin. So a couple of these items on the list have been reoccurring things that we've spoken about on the show. And the first one on the list is something that we talked about in our Souls game episode, Hollow Knight. Oh, so Hollow yeah. Knight, yeah, it is, a platformer, is a platformer and it is so amazing. If you guys haven't played it, you really should. We still need the release of Silk Song. Someone needs to give me some information. I'm going insane. Also, shout out to my dear friend, Hollow Boy, who also needs to know about Silk Song. So Hollow Knight is where this is all coming from. The next game I want to talk to you about is Trine. Have you heard of the Trine series? I actually haven't. Oh, so like you had said earlier, side scrolling, 
it's like a huge part of like platform games. So mm-hmm. with Trine, it is a slide scrolling action platform puzzle video game. Love and puzzles. what I really liked about it is this is like one of the first games that I actually played with my brother. Like we would actually have fun playing this game because there's three different characters. And when you play with somebody else, you guys can decide like who you transform into that character. So he would always play as a magician and I would always play as the knight with like the hammer. Cause I love to rush in and just like yeah. beat the enemies. But so the game takes place in a medieval fantasy mm-hmm. setting. It allows characters to control three separate characters. Like I said, battle enemies, solve environmental problem, environment. My God, can I speak? Environmental puzzles. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's you. all the way up to, thank you. That was tough. I feel like that totally put I thought you were saying okay. they were solving environmental problems like climate change. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a I great game. Three characters. They can do killing, but They're so popular that there's actually, they're on to Trine 4 now. That's oh, I guess I've never heard. What system is this on? You can, it's on, uh, well, I play on PC, but you can play it on uh, Sony as well. I'm pretty sure you can play it on other platforms too. Uh, something that I really like about it is it goes heavily on sale. Like, I think I got, like, the whole thing for maybe 10 bucks. Like, oh, freaking nice. Yeah, look. so when you get it, I started with trying to. Very good. But apparently, trying four is the best. Anyways, continuing. Henry, have you ever, you know, been on a hike, climbing a mountain? No. Oh. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, this game we did talk about, you know, I think back in our cozy gaming episode, yeah. Celeste. Celeste is a precision platformer. Um, like we said in that episode, you help Madeline fight her inner demons, jump to the her journey to climb the mountain Celeste. Uh, this is a super tight platformer, and I've seen some people play it, and you, you need like intense precision. Intense yeah, I heard precision. it's really hard. I have it downloaded. It's time for me to start playing it. It's time for me to climb that mountain. That is not me in real life, though. I refuse to go hiking. Also, can you hear my cat having a meltdown? I, I can. It's great. <laughs> you can. She's like, stop <laughs> talking about lies red seed so a hat in time is the, the game that i talked about last episode for a game that i had been playing yeah it, it's a 3d platformer you know how you talked about e platformers usually being 2d or kind of you know, the transition to 3d this game was the first like truly like big 3d game that i played and it's like so cute it is such a cute game you're a little girl and you're like looking for these hats for wicked powers uh you like fight these giant like these mob men and it, you're basically collecting go to different <laughs> Thank you for chiming in. I love, nice. I'm, lo- I'm loving everything you're saying about this game. It's it's so wonderful. It's so cute. It's I, I cannot emphasize enough how cute it is. And when you beat the levels and stuff, the music is just like so mm. uplifting. A lot of the themes with m- most of these like platformer games that I'm talking about here is the theme of overcoming something. And we did talk about that in the Souls game thing. Uh, that feeling of just feeling hardship, especially with precision. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's not a lot of precision in this game, but you're going to feel good after some levels. Good. Here. Good, I love that. I mean, that is a nice accomplishing yeah. feeling that platforms give you. The ending, the accomplishment, the, the top the ending. of the yeah, yeah exactly. When you get when you get to the end, yeah. once you save everybody, um, this is a game that I discussed, and I believe it really needs. It's super underrated. It's not talked about enough, and this is me telling you guys to really check this game out. Ori and the Blind Forest, twenty fifteen. This game, well, that's when it came out. They have a new game too, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which oh. I haven't played yet. But it tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics. Nice. A visually stunning action platformer. It was crafted by Moon Studios for PC. And what's amazing about this game is not only just like the art, but it's a smooth game to play. It is challenging and you get different abilities as you move along the game. Um, But the music is just so amazing. Like people have said that when they play this game, emotions, flooding, 
tears falling. I love that. Two things I, I want to say like, here. Yes. I think a, a good soundtrack is necessary and oh, required yes. when it comes to platforming games. Yes. Because it's yes. sort of the background to the decision making, to the timing. Mm-hmm. It sort of like really paints the like it's giving you the adventure of jumping. Mm-hmm. Like it's giving you that background you need. Also, a lot of the games, Dale, I mentioned sort of like there is a um this phase in gaming right now that especially platforms are seeing called retro mm-hmm. revival. So we're seeing yes. a lot of that two-dimensional aspects. We're seeing a lot of like sort of throwbacks or what looks like throwbacks to retro games, but they are new, fun, innovative, and creative. Um, and a lot of these games seem to have that. And that's so freaking cool to see. It's actually really cool that you talked about the soundtrack because of all the games that I've listed thus far, the soundtracks are what make it the game. Like in Hollow Knight... I would, when I would study, I would just listen to the whole soundtrack on repeat. There's oh, something I love about, that. especially when you're going through different like challenges, different levels. Um, there's not a lot of dialogue, so the music is what really sets the tone, sets the scene, and it's, it's you. Yeah. So, wonderful point. All right, here's what's going to trigger your memory. This, you're going to be like, ah, are you ready? No. Three, two, one, portal. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah, exactly. Very puzzle. Very puzzle. Very puzzle. It is a platform game. So if anybody starts coming at me being like, it's not a platform, Google it. Genre, they said it. They said it. They said it. So this game has had a near universal praise and has sold millions of copies. Uh, You've played it. You've played one and two? I played one. Um, I only played two, so I don't I feel do like puzzles very well. Don't? Not complicated. Oh my God. Not ones that environ, like, not like. In Portal, you really have to think about, like, f- I guess, like, physics or how, like, reality works. And I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? You so, have to, like... I, I know what you get. I know what you're saying. There's, like, level... Saying. Like, you have to think about, like... Yeah, the physics part and, like... Yeah. How does... How do portals work? You know, there's some big questions to ask there in that game. And I don't... <laughs> some games, I'm not ready to do that in. So, to anyone who's listening and you have no idea what Portal is, let me give you, like, a little background on this. This is, like, a very... This game is huge. It's a staple. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you a little blurb about it. So it's set in the Half-Life universe. The two main games in the series, Portal, which came out in 2007, and Portal 2 in 2011, they center around a woman. Her name is Chell. She's forced oh. to undergo a series of tests within the Aperture Science Enrichment Center by a malicious artificial intelligence, GLaDOS. Controls the NP, controls the facility. Uh, most of the tests involve Aperture Science handheld portal device, the portal gun, which okay, when I was playing this game, I wanted a portal gun so bad. I know. It creates human sized wormholes, like connection between two flat surfaces. Um, so, for example, if you like, if I put a portal on this wall and a portal up on that ceiling, I'd go through here and I'd fall there. And it's just, I love puzzles. I love thinking about like things outside the box. If you are a nerd like me, if you like puzzles, yeah, if you like nerd. action, but you also. Thank you. Action, but also using your brain. You will love Portal. I didn't even read the whole thing. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to love it. The you will not regret this recognition. That scares me on Portal is, and when mm-hmm. I think about it in a real life application, sorry, sort of on a tangent here, but you know how in Portal you shoot a Portal and sometimes you see yourself in it? Yes. In real life, I think that would break me. <laughs> it's like a mirror, but not really. But that's also me in front of me. And I'm looking at my back. I would like shake my butt a little bit I, just to see, it. but also it would break my mind because I just wouldn't understand like reaching. No, but wouldn't out that be really good for myself? you? No. Think, think about it. wouldn't that be good for you if you want to have like a full outfit? 
you don't have to like keep looking craning your neck. It's the it's the idea that really breaks me. Well, luckily for you and un- unlucky for me, it's a game. And oh, thank goodness. I'm not going to be getting a precision gun anytime soon. So, as far as we this know. next one, this next one, have you heard of Jump King? No. He so it was very popular for a while. Like these big streamers were like competing against each other, see who could get to the highest level of Jump King. It's a precision platformer. So basically, you are like this little knight and you're struggling upwards in search of a smoking hot babe of a legend. But you you explore with care and a single missed jump could lead to a long fallback. So basically, you miss a jump, you fall to the beginning. No. (laughs) That's not for me either. You know what it makes me think of? And I guess this would be a platformer game. You know that game where you're that man in the cauldron and you have that little pickaxe to get up? That's the next game I'm talking about. Oh, really? That's the next game on the list, literally. That game is called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Uh, Never knew Bennett that was Foddy, the name. Yeah. He says he made this game for a certain kind of person to hurt them. Nice. That's the game description. <laughs> Get so if anybody, like, you're like, what are you talking about, Dale? Henry, what the hell is this game? You're a man in, like, a bucket. Yeah. And you have a hammer. And you have to move. And the, basically how the game works is if you... You jump with your hammer, you push yourself up, you propel yourself, but if you miss a single landing or you over, you overturn or over move your hand a little bit too much, you fall to the very beginning. So you'd be you like could, this yeah. close to the end and you can just simply fall. And once you fall, you have to start all over. And you yeah, know what's really no bad when you fall? Bennett Foddy's voice comes in every time you fall and will say something like, usually when we have hurdles, we must overcome them or like something like it's supposed to make you feel better as you go through the game. Like the, the, the texts and stuff that he says to you. I just want to state that this is the only game I've ever alt F4 while streaming. I was, I said, you know what? Screw this. I am done. People saw my rage. And at the time, my boyfriend at the time like came and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, you gave me this terrible recommendation of a game. I have not played it. So I won't. I'm not putting myself through that. I have some goddamn beef I already put you. myself through a lot. Uh, you think I'm going to do that? No, thank you. No. I don't want to be a goddamn bucket. Jesus. I want to go play Holiday. So this next one is kind of a big shout out that I want to give. This game did launch 10 days ago. So March 9th. Uh, March 9th. This game is brand new. Brand new. It's the first game by this individual. His name is Jonas Tyroller. Um, Way to go, Within Jonas. 10 days, the game has almost 1,000 reviews at overwhelmingly positive. Oh. Okay, that is insane. So this is, um, the game is called Will You Snail? And it's a unique platformer where an evil AI predicts your movements. So you have to dodge AI spawn traps, solve optional puzzles, and uncover the deep secrets of the simulation. And you're a snail. <laughs> Aw, the, the snail part is the part I like, but the AI working against me, I hate being analyzed and read and people predicting what I'm going to do. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) That's so you to say that. It is. I don't want people thinking about me and what I'm doing. Let me get along as a little cute snail I am. I will say that this game, I I did watch some gameplay from Jonas playing it and it is, I don't think I could beat it. It's hella precise. Oh. And I want to put emphasis on the hella. I haven't done anything precise in my life. I love fun facts. I love fun facts, especially when I don't ask for them. <laughs> um, some notable, uh, not notable games that I want to mention to you are Spelunky, Little Big Planet. I know that. Yeah, very you cute that? platformer. Yeah, all about customizing your little character. On the PS4, I, I believe it was a PS4 launch, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was a 
PlayStation launch. Yeah. Um, they had it previously. I, I had it on the PlayStation 3. I never really got into oh, it. Really? it. was It just felt a little too slow for my taste. Yeah, but... it's not that exciting. Yeah, and then they permanently shut down the servers and people were really upset. I'm like, well, then make a game that's more interesting. In Sorry, peace. everybody loves Little Big Planet, but like, notable but games. Not. But yeah. That's so, great, Dale. Thank you. I'm going to check out William Snail as soon as we're done. I do love a challenge. Yeah. I'm really up for a challenge lately. However, I'm not looking to be broken. And I'm very fragile no, right now. If, so. you, if you don't want to be broken, don't play Getting Over It. I'm not, I, I'm don't, I'm not even going to look at that game. Bennett Foddy, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're an ex- Just kidding. exceptionally individual I flipped him off. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Uh, a lot of people love your game. I am not one of them. But congratulations on all your success. Yeah. So thank you very much. Congrats to you, sir. I just... I hate losing over and over and over again. And then I get frustrated and then I keep dying and I'm a man in a bucket. That's the worst. Right now I'm just really sad. (laughs) Um, Okay. From the 1980s to today, platform games and just the genre itself, Dale, has influenced gaming as an entire industry and launched some of the most amazing and iconic franchises that we know today. You know what? Actually, I was thinking, Dale, as we were recording this episode, Elden Ring, a game I'm currently obsessed with, as you know, actually has a lot of major platforming moments in it. And if you don't, like, it's so integrated into the game. If you're not platforming through it, through that game, oftentimes you're not going to find a lot of secret items, a lot of secret rewards, a lot of secret paths. Mm-hmm. Platforming is a major part of the Soul series, but especially Elden Game. Platforming is the way to explore and look through it. And I just, I was just like, wow, it really hit me. I'm like, wow, because the only reason I think about it is because there's a lot of jumps I haven't made. So those really live in my memory currently. A lot of deaths there. You know what? You should really take a leap of faith. I've tried. That, I kept dying. I was going to say, does that, is that part of the Elden Ring lore? I've never played. I'm just trying to feel uh, You know, you used some key words there that were good. <laughs> I did? Yeah, faith. That's I said a, faith. I said faith. Listen, so I'm like, playing through this game. I don't know anything about it. But we beat the second <laughs> boss last night. What are we going to do? Pop off, Henry. I Pop know. Off. On my first try. Take that. Good. haters i'm just kidding i don't know <laughs> henry i love this episode i love the history that you basically shared with us uh this one is very near and dear to my heart because i love platform games i love them you know they they do something to me they make me feel great that's good <laughs> so thank you it's been, it's been a great episode talked about a lot of my favorite games soundtracks vibing and thriving you know yeah. we're here yeah and we are. Uh, yeah, what what do you plan on, you know, what are you looking forward to? What do you plan on game? Like, um, playing the game after? I'm looking forward to coming out is I saw a uh, sort of the announcement trailer for it a few weeks back. And I was very excited about it. I actually retweeted from our easy mode Twitter account. If you're not following our socials, make sure you do. But Ghostwire yep. Tokyo, a new game from Bethesda, um, is oh. this amazing like ghost hunting city game. Um, it's not like in that phasmophobia ba- game, but it's more like there's some like action elements. There's supernatural. It's like first person. Um, you're like sealing ghosts and saving souls in like a very like um, futuristic looking city. It's very colorful, bright, and it brings a lot oh of like gosh. different styles and ways to play. And I'm very excited What's about that. What's the game called again? It's called Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, that so sounds amazing. Just based off of your like description. Oh my gosh. It has cool like Japanese like horror like elements and visuals, but also like very bright, colorful like city visuals. So it really combines a lot of my favorite things. Um, can't wait for it to come out. It comes out actually March 25th. So very soon. Oh my gosh. Is March like it's gone. a month? No. Oh. oh, I was like, it's almost over. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, is March not the moment? It like is. A lot of things are happening in March. Um, well, for myself, even though you didn't ask, uh, I'm still waiting for Silk Song. So this is not a plea this anymore. This is, this is a demand. <laughs> this is try number three. 
uh, demanding information about Silk Song. I require information. I need even a breadcrumb. You haven't talked about it in any of the freaking Nintendo Directs or anything. I have no information. We're all upset. I speak for the the, the mass for the fans. population of people who want Silk Song. Okay. I don't know how many more times I'm going to have to beg for this. <laughs> you are. Maybe you write a letter. Strongly worded Maybe. letter. But yeah, if you like this week's episode, if you want to jump into our socials, follow us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy Mode Show. Share this episode with a friend. You know, hang out. We're here every Monday and every Wednesday on YouTube. The VOD is uploaded. True. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. But then, until then, keep it easy. Mode. Easy Mode.